Did they kick you out? Is that why you hate them so much? <laughs> I'm not one of them. I'm here to destroy them. See, I've cleaned up a lot of breeders. Families like cesspools. Filth making filth making filth. And, and I did it over and over and over again. But it was all leading me here. I was born to destroy Boone and the breed together. You're crazy. No, I'm death. Plain and simple. Welcome, everyone, to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode 118. The world... Fuck, that's not even talking about it. Let's get into some movies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we uh, we only watched a couple this, this past week, along with some TV that we've been watching on and on. Um, Jessalyn, you've been watching that Jeffrey Epstein Netflix special for yes. the past few weeks. Um, spoilers... It's really depressing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've also, I'm almost caught up on Supernatural, but I didn't realize that, yeah, I know Supernatural is not this great, scary show, but it's an addictive show. It is. Uh, and I'm human. Uh, but they haven't finished. They still have like five episodes left to film that they mm-hmm. haven't filmed. So I got close to the end and then I was just like, no. So, yeah, they got a few more. Because, you know, the pandemic hit and a lot of these different um, different shows didn't get to end, really, because right. everything was called off, and, and Supernatural is one of them, so you know, uh, eventually, the, I guess they're going to release more episodes or finish them up. Yeah, they'll just finish the it's the series finale. Yeah, yeah. And then I've been re-watching forever. Hannibal, which has been very entertaining. I feel like it goes off the rails at the end, if that's even possible, that mm-hmm. a show like that could go off the rails, <laughs> right. but it's so good in season one, I forgot. So, what I heard is that, you know, Hannibal is now on Netflix. It was on, like, Hulu before. I heard that they changed it a little bit. They brightened the colors in the show. It's where it's easier to see things now. I thought it was a little brighter because I do remember some of the trippy scenes where they're playing that weird... It's not synth music. It's what is that drippy ethereal noise that they're yeah, yeah ethereal <laughs> music. It does seem brighter, whereas there were a lot of like blues and purples mm-hmm. in the show. It does seem lighter in Netflix. Yeah. yeah. So I I want to check it out again now, just on Netflix to see what the difference is. And I'm plus, only, it's a great show. Yeah, I'm only on episode five of the first season. Hop in. And shit gets real, real soon in that show, too. Oh, yeah. Like, some of the main characters, or you think might be main characters, are, are killed off. Like, what was the... I think there was, like, that female Asian detective. Not yet. Well, yeah, but, but... It will happen soon. really soon. Yeah, yeah. and the way they She's they getting get way too wise to mm-hmm. what's going on right now. Yeah. And that was... I think that whole scene was just amazing. And yes. How, <laughs> and it's shocking when yes. it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a great show. I think Mads Mikkelsen is the best Hannibal Lecter. He's the best 
I've ever seen him in anything. And I think mm. maybe I'm a little bit scarred from what was that Danish movie? Pusher? Yeah, Pusher. <laughs> where I just hated him so much I wanted him to die right away. Oh, he's a great actor, he's man. He's so good in Hannibal. Yeah. So, Perfect. And way better than Anthony Hopkins. Way better. Different. But Different. way better. I won't say better. I will Different. say better because yeah. that Hannibal that Hannibal Lecter is a cartoon character. That Anthony Hopkins does. I mean, later on in the movies, not so much. I mean, he's very reserved in the beginning of Silence of the Lambs, and that's what shocks you in the end, Mm -hmm. is that you can see the brutality that he's capable of. Whereas, uh, I feel like um, Mads Mikkelsen is pretty reserved throughout the entire series. Yeah, he's not so outward with how smart he is. Yeah. And that's where I think the Anthony Hopkins character gives all that shit away. He's not so... Anthony Hopkins is, plays it kind of smug. Yes. And Mads Mikkelsen never does that, because that mm-hmm. would give it away. Yes. And he doesn't have to play it that way, because it's a show called fucking Hannibal. We yeah. know. <laughs> we all already know. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. They're both great performances, just very different. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'll... Um... I'll hit. I'll head back into that. That uh, what thirty episodes, <laughs> less than that. Yeah. Oh, great, perfect. Like I said before, I I really don't watch too many TV shows anymore. You don't. Yeah. I you just, just kind of catch what I'm watching. Yeah. Or if there's something that's yanking me, yanking me short and curlies, then yeah, I will. I'll check. I'll check it out. But other than that, ah, I don't know, man. I do get you wrapped up in true crime. Yeah, those are cool. Jeffrey cool Epstein those. didn't grab you. It was a little too upsetting for you, even no. I thought. And plus, there's a, a few new video games out, and I'm reconnecting with people <laughs> online since That's you can't true. go out. So, yeah. so I'm tearing up the Call of Duty and some other games, and it's I'm doing that now. Uh, and so yeah, I've, and plus also not not as many TV shows are coming out because it's summer. True. And that's a lot different than it used to be though, because there weren't as many channels or no. on demand. You know, well, or... right now they can't film. Yeah, there's, true. Nobody's filming. Yeah. So, yeah, watch a bunch of old shit. But let's move on to yes. some new shit that we watched. Um, so, yeah, okay. go ahead. Go the ahead. Tune it up. The first thing that we watched, and we've only watched two things aside from our movie of the week. The first thing was The Vast of Night. Yes. We finally saw. It's been out for a couple of weeks, maybe yes. even more. Mm-hmm. On Netflix. Prime. On Amazon Prime. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! I fucking loved. This I really movie. liked it. Yeah. I, I mean, I I loved this movie. I thought it was going to be built up too much for me, but yeah, it's it's a movie set in the fifties in the twilight of the nineteen fifties on a fateful night in New Mexico. Young switchboard operator Faye and charismatic radio DJ Everett discover a strange audio frequency that could change their small town in the future. Forever. Right. That's the premise. That's the premise. Very low budget film. Looks mm-hmm. great. It looks great. They don't need much of a budget, really, no, for they how do. they film it. Yeah. But where they completely excel in this movie is the acting. The yes. acting in this movie is superb. I was never taken out by anything in this movie. It leans hard on the acting mm-hmm. because there's Very, not much yes. else to see. Yeah. Right. Um, the uh, our male protagonist, uh, the the DJ, I, I mean, right away I was convinced. Jake right Horowitz away. is that actor's Fucking name. Great, yeah. and um, 
the switchboard operator, she was fantastic. Sierra like, McCormick. Very, yeah. very believable, man. I, I haven't seen a, a believable cast like this in, in a long time. Agreed. I was nothing ever took me out of this. I was at the edge of my seat the whole movie. Yeah. A lot most of it is just dialogue and some shots of you know, Yeah, I mean stuff. if you think you're gonna get this huge sci fi payoff, then you came to the wrong movie. Right. It's not what it is. This is a character driven movie. Yes. Yeah. Very, very good. If you have Prime, check it out. It's not a action extravaganza right but it's an awesome movie and i i I can't wait to see what this guy or whomever did this movie i don't don't know who he is i'm gonna find out right now but i hope he i hope he keeps it up andrew patterson i believe it's his first movie yeah so yeah man this is he's on the right way and can't wait to uh to see what he does next because phenomenal Phenomenal yeah, movie. It's very good. I didn't need a huge sci-fi payoff because no, I was you know. invested in those characters the whole time. And the payoff we do get, phenomenal. Yeah. Fucking phenomenal, dude. It, it great. I, I can't I don't want to say any more about it, but it's it's this is one of my favorite movies of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Even though there hasn't been too many, this is one of them. Agreed. On the opposite side of the spectrum, though, <laughs> we watched <laughs> the second movie we watched, and this it was a Joe Bob Briggs. Uh-huh. And this was a surprise even to him. Darcy, the male girl, chose Hogzilla, oh, yeah. which sort of stars Joe Bob, Joe Bob Briggs. Briggs. <laughs> yeah, so it was a movie that was never released or finished. Yeah. And that kind of seems like that's the, the catch of a lot of independent horror movies, that they'll pay a day or two for a big star to come in and do all their stuff in there, and then and that's, that's, that's your seller right there. Mm-hmm. You have... Um, I remember um, Jason from Attack of the Killer podcast was telling me that when they were doing one of their movies, they actually had Linnea Quigley in mm-hmm. it. And he was like, you know, um, we got her right at the start of the movie. And right in the beginning, you get to see your, your the person, the top billing. may not be your star, but it's your top billing person, and you got them right in the beginning. And... Um, so yeah, that's just that. That kind of seems like that's the draw of, of films like these. You just got to get that one big star that, or or genre star, of course, genre star. Yeah. To come in, you be like, oh, there's someone Cult sensation, someone you know in this movie. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna check it out, kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, uh, Hogzilla is pretty horrible. It's awful. What was great about it was that Darcy got to lead the whole introduction because Joe Bob Briggs had never even seen it. Yeah. And she had. She was all about it. Right. So she got to do all the foo jokes and the great lines. I fucking love you, Darcy. Yeah, You're she's great. She's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah. It's terrible. It's fucking it's awful. It's about a giant wild boar and ghosts, I guess. Who guess? Who, who fucking knows? Man, yeah. it, was, it wasn't finished, obviously. There are tons of fat jokes. Even Joe Bob Briggs was uncomfortable <laughs> with fat jokes. <laughs> and I've never seen him shy away from controversial jokes. Yeah. But even he couldn't handle all the fat jokes in it. <laughs> like, man, I gotta say this to this guy? <laughs> Hogzilla. 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 Yeah, that was a fun episode. Yeah. Uh, the last one of this year or the this season is this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the first movie is going to be Hellraiser Excellent. or Hellraiser 2, maybe. Either one. 
because Doug Bradley and Ashley Lawrence are going to be on the show this oh, week. Oh, cool. But the second one is still a mystery. I believe it's a post-apocalyptic monster movie. So okay. we'll see. I don't know what it is. That could be a lot of things. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. Pause for our movie of the week. It's an interesting segue. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 2019 film Blood Quantum, available on Shutter right now. I went to a few festivals. It's a zombie movie. And so at first I was kind of a little hesitant to watch it, but then I read the, the quick synopsis of it mm-hmm. and I was very intrigued. It seemed a lot different than other zombie movies that have come out in the past, fuck knows, like 20 years now. Uh, we've kind of seen it all. But uh, this is a new cool spin on the movie. Um, it is about the zombie outbreak in Canada in a local reservation. Indigenous uh, American. Indigenous American people in mm-hmm. our. Um, indigenous Canadian people, excuse me. They're American too. They're called <laughs> yes. the Americas. So yes. they are American. Indigenous also. North American people. Yes. <laughs> Just because you're in Canada doesn't make you not American. Okay? Okay, so um, yeah, the, the outbreak happens out in their land and in this area and across the bridge from them. Uh, but we find out that the uh, indigenous people are immune to the virus. So that means they can't be turned into a zombie. Right. Uh, but everyone else can be. Uh, all the different races that ha- are on this land are um, now turning into zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fish in the water are also zombies. Some of the land creatures also turn into zombies too, like dogs and cats and everything. Uh, and of course, there's an explanation you can come up for why this is, which we will get into in a little bit. I just kind of mm-hmm. want to just get through the synopsis real quick to, before we start kind of digging into this movie. Uh, we start off with like um, uh, the sheriff of this like reservation that were. Uh, which is granted to the indigenous people there. They have like their own laws and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like they're giving, like they got here's some land so uh, to try and make you feel better for stealing all of it in the first place, right. kind of thing. Um, we see that the sheriff has a few uh, has two sons by two different women. Uh, we really don't know that until later on in the movie. One is kind of a, a like a hotshot asshole kid. Uh, we find out that his father had actually was a drunk before and had left um, his mother and he was put into a foster home. Not a, Didn't have the best bringing up. Mm-hmm. And then we see his other son is kind of going down the same path also. Uh, he gets put in jail with his brother because he took a dump off a 
uh, the bridge sign, like the expressway on the bridge mm-hmm. sign onto a car of a woman, and he's arrested. Lady's car, yeah. And he's taken to the other side of the bridge where it's all the white people over there, and his dad later on has to come get him out. But before then, we see like this old man, this old fisherman, he is gutting some fish, and all of a sudden these fish start coming back to life. Without their guts. Without their guts, right. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we... we um, we see the sheriff go to this very large man who ends up being the uh, Gary Dale Farmer's his name. He is from Demon Knight. He's the cop from Demon Knight. Mm-hmm. He's in a few Jim Jarmusch movies. And uh, I did not know that he was a native. He does no. not look native at all. Except in this movie, I'm kind of like, uses his oh, accent. Yeah, of yeah. he does. Yeah, yeah he uses mm-hmm. the accent and everything. Fucking great job. I was like, oh, blown mm-hmm. away by his performance. It was great. Um... We see him in that he had, um, it looks like there's this injured dog on his land, and but we later find out that this dog belongs to uh, the sheriff's ex-wife or mm-hmm. ex-girlfriend or whomever, because uh, later on he goes and sees her and talks, and we find out that her, their sons are in jail. Joss, right? Joss. Yes, that's her name, yeah. Joss. And what's the sheriff's name? I forgot his name. Trailer. Trailer. Yeah, Trailer. We hear Trailer mm-hmm. a lot in the movie. Um, he goes to, uh, her, her, where, where she, I think she's like a nurse. And That's what it seems yeah, like. She yeah, she works in a hospital. She goes there and they, they talk and everything. You can kind of see that they know each other. They're not necessarily, seems like they're the best of friends, but they, they're communicating with each other to which you kind of get the feeling that the, at some point in time they were together. Amicable. And they're, they're somewhat good, amicable, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you you cut out the feeling a little bit right. that you have with the person, and then you just kind of go by the numbers kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, understandable. Um, and then she asks, like, uh, have you seen my dog? Like, have you seen Harley, I believe the name of the dog is. And he's like, no, I'll keep an eye out. Because the, 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 the Gary Dale Farmer character... Uh, actually called and said like uh, said something around the lines of like your dog is hurt or something and we just kind of see him go over there and euthanize the dog and uh, put it in his trunk <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but uh, we get a uh, he gets a call from his dad who is that fisherman mm-hmm. and with all the fish he's like weird shit's happening he comes over and and the old man has the fish in, like, this cooler, and they're kind of flopping around. And, and Trailer's like, oh, the fish are gutted, dude. What's what's going on? So, like, oh, fuck. Okay, so then he, I believe he deputi- deputizes his dad. <laughs> and they go, pour all the fish into this burner. Burner, and they're still, like, moving. Fire, yeah. They open up the trunk, and the dog's alive, and it's back <laughs> alive. And like, oh, fuck, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And and Trailer knows that's going to happen. He kind of goes, oh, shit. Yeah, he's like, and then shit. Slowly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great, kind of, a little bit of humor. It was yeah. great. And then that's when we kind of see shit start to hit the fan. The uh, His sons are in jail. We get to see that they're locked in with this other guy who's been infected. He's puking up blood. Yeah. And I will say, this movie is fucking gory. It this is. This movie is fucking bloody. Good gore, too, I think. And it's good. Yeah. It's done very well. Great. This is probably the, some of the best gore I've seen in a while, mm-hmm. is in this movie. So, um... Trailer goes to collect the kids who are on the other side of the bridge, not necessarily where they, they want to be. Things are different. Uh, he gets them out, but then that's when the guy who's sick with them becomes a zombie, and they're attacked. Uh, trailer and one of his sons is actually bitten 
Mm-hmm. So, so actually, actually, no, the trailer. Yeah, he got bit. Yeah. And right from there, you're like, oh my god, these guys are gonna die now. Mm-hmm. We're introduced to probably our two main characters, and they're gonna die. But we see like the start of this zombie apocalypse start to happen, and then we get six months later from there. And that's where we learn that the the aboriginals are immune to the virus. Indigenous and the, Americans. In, indigenous Americans <laughs> are um, have set up their own kind of new kind of town to where um, it's pretty much just the indigenous Americans in there. But they're accepting in other races to come in, even though they are, they may be infected, infected yeah. or that they need to be kept a close eye on because, you know, once you get bit, you're, you're fucked, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. So they're very, very kind of standoffish with it, which is very, very much a reflection of what happened a very long time ago mm-hmm. to where people from the, from, from Europe would come over to the Americas and get all these people sick. It's very much a zombie movie about colonialism. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> very much so. Yeah. Because what we hear later on, too, is that the um, the deer and the moose are not affected by this virus, but mm-hmm. all these other animals are. Because you think, okay, the dogs and cats, they've been domesticated. The fish have... Um, their their habitats have been hit by modern machinery and boats, and uh, they're and they're, they're polluting. Stocked and manufactured, yeah. Well, I was just thinking more of like man-made pollution in yeah. these areas mm-hmm. that didn't have pollution before until people moved True. there. They were like, these guys were in fucking canoes and none of this shit, and like fish was plentiful, and they were the best you can eat ever until you know boats were invented and motors and mm-hmm. oil and and all this pollution goes on. So I think. It's uh, the movie saying like how the moose and deer are still pure and haven't been affected by this the this these new creatures that have come into this land and, and inhabited it for so long and have changed the ecosystem going on. So that's why I think they kind of move that into the picture to show like this is happening again. And even though like this is happening again, there's there's half of the the Aboriginal Americans would like to help them, and then there's another half that don't want this shit to happen again. Mm-hmm. To where you have this conflict, to where, I mean, you, how can you argue with either one of those? And in the mix of all this, too, one of his sons has impregnated one of the white girls from across the bridge. And convinced her to have it. And convinced her to yeah. have the baby, because they, um, they were at the hospital, and she was going to have an abortion, and mm-hmm. then that's when all this shit breaks loose. But even before that, he's like... He goes to her, do you want to be here? And she goes, no. And so they, I'm assuming they're about to leave. And then, yeah, shit, shit goes, shit gets out of hand and they mm-hmm. escape. And, um, yeah, we see them six months later on at this, this camp that they have. Now, uh, that's like the younger son that he has. He's still kind of pure and everything. Joseph. His, his other son... Uh, who's named himself Lysol for some reason. (laughs) I guess he's the one who's going to end up cleaning out the rest of the tribes and everything, which he ends Ah, up doing. Okay. Um, So he's our antagonist in this movie. In the beginning, we just see he's just kind of an asshole. And maybe that there's a character arc that's going to happen later on with him to where there's some retribution. Yeah, but that doesn't happen. Bully blowhards who just wants to get noticed. Yeah. But once the apocalypse hits. He's not that person anymore. Mm-hmm. He's evolved into something even worse. 
he doesn't want to let any of the people in, and that's not even really the bad part, is that once they did let people in, he, um, him and um, the big guy, Gary, the Gary Dale Farmer character, mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. Um, it's, uh... Yeah, look it up real quick, so I want to keep three-part name. Come on, new phone, <laughs> don't fail me now. <laughs> um, Moon. Moon, his name is mm-hmm. Moon. Moon and Lysol have, um, it looks like they have a partnership in a way. Yeah. Because there's a scene later on where uh, Lysol goes out to party in the little area they have to drink and everything. And um, his brother goes along with him just to watch over and make sure he's okay. Moon comes over with like a, a bottle of pills and goes to uh, Lysol and says, Hey, this makes us straight, right? And we don't know what the pills are. But, I mean, we can only guess that, that they're um, pain uh, Vicodin, yeah, yeah. painkillers, something mm-hmm. like that. Crushes them up and snorts them. He, he snorts, but then he pours most of them into, like, this beer. Mm-hmm. And earlier in their film, when we find out, like, these guys really don't want to let other, like, the white people in, um, that one of the, that there's three of them. One is a father and daughter, and the daughter is sick, so they take care of the daughter, let the guy in and who eventually kills himself and becomes a zombie again in yeah. the camp. And there was another girl that was with them that, um, at first she says she hasn't been bitten, but we later on see her in the bathroom and see that she's been bitten. So we know that she's going to change at some point in time. Mm-hmm. So he gets that Lilith. beer, Sorry. Lilith, right? He gets the beer, he puts all the drugs in it and he goes and approaches Lilith. And now we know that she's sick, but we don't know exactly what his intentions are. Right. The intentions I'm thinking of is that he's going to rape her. Yep, me too. <laughs> but that wasn't necessarily the case. Um, I don't, not completely sure about his motivations in this scene. I think it was to change her and to kill her. Kill her. Yeah. It was to kill her. So she'd um, come back. So yeah. she would come back, but he didn't know that she was already sick and that she was going to change at some point in time. So I think what he was going to do was just like have his way with her and fuck her and everything and then she would die and then he would he had which we'll get to in a second his plan so um instead of her dying while she's drank all all the pills and everything she actually turns and bites his dick off <laughs> and eats it um you would think that would be the end of lysol but seeing as he can't be infected because right. he's he's an, uh, a native of the land that uh, he keeps living even without a dick. Apparently, blood loss is not a thing yeah, either. I guess That's not. fine. Whatever. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> he. Um, that made me think it wasn't Lysol, but yeah, it, it is, was Lysol. Right? Yeah. It was Lysol because we see him later on. Is mm-hmm. all fucked up. Uh, so they don't kill the Lilith zombie. They just kind of capture her and take her to the the white people part of this camp and let her run loose, and she ends up turning all of them. It, and this was all of Moon's and Lysol's uh, idea. Mm-hmm. The younger brother was there with him, and he's like, "What's going on? Why are you bringing? Why are you bringing her here?" And he and they end up stabbing him, the younger brother, and uh, he's kind of left to die with them in this whole encampment with these changing zombies. Uh, in the meantime, we have the, our character of Taylor, who which pretty much is our main character of this movie. Trailer, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Who went on like a little quest to find more gasoline. 
because they heard that there's this big reservoir at this gas station, but there's this guy there who's has like a harem of girls and everything. So they go to investigate and get the gas, but we see that they've all been turned into zombies. And um, on their way back, that they see they see that the encampment has been overrun. Um, the uh, wow, well, what's the what's the female's Joss? Her Joss, and yeah. um, her uh, sons. Girlfriend, Charlie. pregnant girlfriend Charlie is in there also. To which there's a cool angle with Charlie earlier on in the movie, to which she's scared because her baby isn't fully native and she doesn't know if this baby is going to yeah. be infected or not when it's mm-hmm. born. Because in an earlier scene, we see that there's another another native with another uh, with a um, another woman, uh, white woman, and they have a child together, and he's and they were like wastoids and everything. Um, and he would, they were kind of frowned upon because there was like an oh, interracial couple. That seems so awful. But it's it's an important scene yeah. because uh, trailer, uh, Taylor has already had enough of this guy. He's a drunk and everything. He's with this woman that they don't necessarily want here. And he responds to a call to his house. And the guy comes out. What's his name? Pusher or something like that? or Something like that, yeah. Uh, he comes out always and he's like saying like, Shooker, yeah. Shooker, yeah. And he's like, um, my... You know, she's like the baby had no mouth and no eye, and she's like going on and on about the baby. He's like, dude, and Taylor's like, dude, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, and he goes and sees it for himself and sees that the, um, that his girlfriend is actually eating the baby that was yeah. born. It's not. I mean, it's not so graphic that I couldn't watch anymore, but it's. Awful. It, it is graphic and it yeah. is awful, but it's never exploitative. Yes, I, which thank is you. perfect. Yes. The way this movie, the way that the violence. Is it's never it's never exploitative. Yes. That, that's so great about it. There's never Rob Zombie shots of crazy shit happening. Thank you. There's, exactly. There's very little music in this movie too. Horrifying. It's yeah. Fucking. I, I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna recommend this movie right now. Absolutely. Best movie. Best zombie movie I've seen in a very long time. Agreed. This is very very good mm-hmm. movie. It's very good. Um, you, you learn about a few things and and. There's a lot of symbolism in this movie, and I've gone through a little bit of it so far. Um, one thing that uh, I did catch in one of the scenes right before um, uh, Lysol is going to drug Lilith is that he's cutting up all the pills and everything, smashing mm-hmm. them up, and he's cutting them up with the Joker card. If you see that, I didn't notice. Yeah, that. <laughs> it was fucking cool. I was like, all right, so he's, some he's men the Joker. just want to watch the world burn. Yes, and that's what he does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, and another cool, little cool tidbit that I kind of picked up on this movie, too, is that we see that um, Taylor's father, the grandfather in the movie, wields a samurai sword. Yes. And in a quick shot in the movie, we see that he was in World War II. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the... the, the uh, wind talkers that they'd have to speak in code so the Japanese wouldn't know what they were talking about. You know, uh, Really cool kind of shit. Uh, movie, wind talkers isn't all that good. Uh, it's kind of stupid, but John Woo did it, so there's lots of action. But the story is <laughs> interesting. The story is very interesting, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we, so we see that he... Um, so I, I'm gathering from that, that his sword in his picture is that he kind of formed a relationship with the Japanese in some way to where, you know, they, they found a common honor mm-hmm. in the way that they fought and everything. And I kind of, I, 
I like that because, you know, a lot of my family is Japanese. So it's kind of cool to see that on, like, the same page, you know. I'm, I'm thinking of a story of how he was gifted that sword somehow or, yeah. or, or something like that. He's so, very good with it. And then he's yeah. very good, really good with it. He's probably one of the coolest characters in the movie. Mm-hmm. Very few lines. Awesome. Um, so anyway, let me get back to where I was, to yes. where um, the camp was surrounded and now Taylor and his father. And trailer. Few, trailer. Is it Trailer or Taylor? I'm telling you, I'm looking at the name trailer. right now. Damn it! I keep saying Taylor. <laughs> trailer. Um, trailer is like... Um, comes back with some of the guys and they uh, get some of the zombies away and he goes to save the rest of the people that are locked in like this little infirmary unit. Mm-hmm. He ends up getting them out. His um, his soon-to-be, uh, uh, well, his daughter-in-law, I guess, I and guess, his son, yeah. uh, his ex-wife, and a few other survivors. And he's the one who's covered in bites on his back, yes, right? Because, I mean, yes. we know they're immune, but it was interesting to see when he takes his shirt off, he's just covered in bites. Yes, covered. Yeah. And uh, so you get to see that he's the one, or at least these guys are going out and trying to save people yeah. and taking all his damage and just... And just taking it and mm-hmm. still trying to help people or help themselves in a way. So we see that he's a warrior. Yeah. And um, and at this last part, his last part is that he gets, um, the door gets knocked down and he gets stuck underneath the door and they eat him alive. And the rest of them get to go away. And he says something like, tell my grandson uh, stories about me. About about what, like what kind of warrior I was kind, and shit, yeah. you know, like you it's know, speak sad. highly of me, kind of thing, you yeah. know, to where because like a trailer really doesn't get his son throughout this movie, yeah. and even his mom's like, you know, he's fucking loyal to you, man. Like yeah. he just needed something in his life to propel that, and unfortunately, like it was yeah. the zombie apocalypse that did it. But he's a good boy, like he, you know, showed. Like, Show a little love and respect with them, you know. Mm-hmm. Give them, give them a chance, kind of thing. To which, you know, at the end, he pretty much, you know, say, save my grandson, kind of thing, and mm-hmm. save her. So yeah, they escape to um, like a shore. Well, at first they go to a church because the You're whole right. plan yes. of this was for um, Moon and Lysol to just eradicate the rest of the white people. So they gather all of the white people into a church on the other side of the bridge Mm -hmm. to which they throw fire on them and they're going to alert the uh, other zombies to come in there so they can just burn them all. Mm -hmm. Uh, But luckily the uh, survivors of the attack come back to the church and slice Moon's head uh, or at least put a sword in them, <laughs> and they Which kill is, Moon. It's still a cool effect. I mean, it's clearly CGI, mm-hmm. but I think it's yeah. cool. It's like right underneath his eye, just slices <laughs> halfway yes. through Boom. his face. Yeah, and he's there, like talking, throwing gasoline on all the people, going, you know, just telling them all the shit that's gonna <laughs> happen. So um, then, yeah, he gets killed, and they end up getting a hold of. Um... Oh, actually, you know what happens is that. Um, Joss and Charlie are have escaped and they're um, they're on like the shoreline kind of with a pusher or some or what was one of the other indigenous people. Yeah, we the saw other from, guy whose name we is saw from the beginning who bumper? had the, bumper, bumper. Who, who had yeah. the wife, and um, he gets stabbed behind from behind by Lysol, yeah. to which he actually uh, trapped a zombie in his trunk. <laughs> and he sicks it on Charlie, who's pregnant with a baby, and she ends up getting eaten. 
Uh, bitten. Bitten. She yeah. ends up getting bitten and turned, to which um, Joss shoots him. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoots Lysol, and he's all messed up and everything. Uh, to which later on we see that um, his brother and the grandfather um, maim him and leave him to die with the zombies, to which they tear him up. Because um, he was there are a, couple a traitor. Of, yeah, like gut. Mm-hmm. I think there were a couple of times where I whispered, Choke on it! Choke on <laughs> it! <laughs> some blood and gut scenes, yeah. Just trying to make light of a very heavy movie. Yes. <laughs> um, so he dies. Um, Charlie, Joss, and her young son get away. Um, Charlie ends up having a baby on a boat, like this little canoe kind of boat. Well, not even a canoe. It was a, it was a motorboat. I want to it's say it's a little yeah motorboat. Motorboats. She has the baby. Um, he lets her hold her, and then she's like, "Kill me, so I don't hurt the baby," kind of thing. Yeah, it's so sad. It because is. He sad. says you can keep holding her, and she's like, "No, I don't want to hurt her." Right, and I think even sadder than that is she was when when she was like, "Do it," and she kind of just they show her turn her head and wince, you yeah. know. And that was, I mean, I think that was pretty powerful, just that that scene and the acting in that scene. It's brutal. And our final shot is of our our natives once again. Indigenous Americans. Indigenous Americans (laughs) pulling up to a shore again in a boat. Where are you going? And where are you going to go now? You have nowhere else to go. And... That's the end of our movie. And Joseph has been stabbed like three times. Yeah, Joseph's not looking too good either. Uh, it's very pale. So yeah, this was um, this was a fucking awesome movie. It's I was really very, good. Yeah. Very surprised by it. It's, I, I recommend this one totally. There's tons of blood in it, uh, tons of, uh, of gore. The atmosphere and the tension in it is fucking great, man. There's no quick cuts. There's wide shots. Beautifully done. Just the kind of social commentary commentary that we really need right now. Not yes. that social commentary is ever unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, true. Always necessary. Yes. But yeah. So yeah, I, I highly, highly, highly recommend this movie. If you have Shudder, which you should already, check it out, please. Agreed. It's uh, very good. Right. I'm no. I don't want to. I was thinking favorite part. No, none. No. Um, no favorite part. It's hmm. just all excellent. Uh, I think uh, one of my favorite parts is probably that whole party scene where Lysol's cutting up the drugs and everything, and they're just talking, and uh, they have a conversation, because they've been arrested, the brothers have had a conversation, they've been arrested a lot together, and the older brother says, you know, you need to stop hanging out with me kind of thing, you know, I'm a fucking piece of shit, and everything, and the brother goes, is like, I don't think you're a piece of shit, and he goes, kind of, along the lines of, just wait. Kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah, and he ends up turning on his brother. So, so yeah, I like that part a lot. I like the, all the hidden, the little things in there. There's little, like, 20, 30-second animated parts of this movie. Yes. Those are lovely. Fucking awesome. So many little things, like, when we, when I mentioned how his back is all bitten up, like, we didn't have to have clunky dialogue. Like, yes. Oh, it looks like you're immune to the zombie virus. Right. Like, we didn't need any of that. We and didn't. they didn't force any of that on us. No clunky yeah. shit. No clunky exposition at all. You have to figure out things for yourself a little right. bit. And it might take a little while and you might like um 
I don't know. Uh, did you, you last night? You you asked me what was Lysol's. Yeah, I, I a little too late in the game. I was like, I'm still not figuring out Lysol's motivation. But then by the when the movie progressed, I did. Right. Yeah. But yeah, and that was the movie trusting me to figure it out, mm-hmm. and I finally <clears throat> did. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of just like turning to the camera and telling me. Right. Yeah. Great movie. Looks great. This movie looks fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it's great. I uh, I can't wait to see the... Uh, I don't know who directed... Who directed this? I don't know his name. Uh, I didn't even look oh, it crap. up, actually. I put it away because I thought we were almost done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Barnaby. Written and directed by Jeff Barnaby. Jeff Bar- I think it's one of his first feature length. No, okay. I'm wrong. What else has he done? But I don't know. So he's directed... Nothing we've heard of. A Name bunch it. of shorts, oh, shorts, and then one feature length rhymes for young ghouls. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, I'll have to check some of that stuff out because Which you know. Which is also about the Micmac Reservation. Oh, well, there yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, shorts from these directors can be awesome and surprising too. Because just think of Ari Aster. Great movie. Uh, Check it out. Yes. We should yes, have yes, said yes. at the beginning, "Don't listen to us until you watch it." Too late now. Sorry. Uh, it's so man. good. You'll still love it, man. Yeah. If you love horror movies, if you really love horror movies, not necessarily your Jasons, your Leatherfaces, yeah. your fucking Hannibal Lecters by Anthony Hopkins, this is a good one. And if you... Yeah, I'll just end it there. <laughs> just, just, just check this one. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening.